0: Gets the job done on the ice every night. Perron, he tucked it in like you'd put the corner of a sheet underneath your mattress in the morning. Blues forward, David Perron, and he joins Carriker and Smallman right now. Perron, he scores! On 101 ESPN, driven by pure performance, the only stop for all your aftermarket vehicle needs. Michelle Smallman, Randy and we head right to the Braun and Crouppen Celebrity Line and say good morning to blues winger David Perron. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How about you? Everything's good. Hey, I want to start with this. When when things aren't going your way, kind of a two-part question. From a team or a personal standpoint, are you very superstitious? And if things aren't going your way, do you change things up?
1: Um, I mean, there, there are things that I do that uh, if, if you knew what they were, you might think they were superstitious. But... I think over the years, uh, I started to, uh, to kind of build a routine that I just kind of keep doing that and then you kind of fall in love with, with the routine. It, it, I feel like it prepares you. It's like a puzzle. It prepares you uh, to have the right mindset going into a game um, for you individually as a team, everything. So uh, that's that's kind of what I go off of. And yeah, like maybe, maybe a little things that you change uh, around a little bit, but um, over the last, uh, several years, I haven't really changed much.
2: David, you said some of the things, if we knew what they are, we might characterize them as superstitious. Can you give us an example?
1: Well, I like to drive, like, to rank the same way every day, uh, or at least uh, on game night, kind of take the same route to, to, to downtown. Um, just like basically from the moment I get up to, to game time, uh, I know what the day's going to look like. And uh, again, if if something doesn't happen exactly the way that I normally do it, it's not like it's it's going to be make or break, but it does uh, feel like uh, a good routine for me from even eating the same same thing around the same time uh, uh, for lunch, all that stuff after after morning skates, uh, nap times, all that stuff, going to a rink around similar time. Uh, yeah, so from that point on, uh I like to say something to, to each guy after our, our warm-up in the room, whether it's kind of a joke or something that happened in the recent days that's just kind of fun memories or something that happens. Uh, let's say in a normal year you, you do something and it's, something turns out to be funny with the guys, I bring it up to him again. So just little things like that. Some other guys like to be more serious. So you kind of keep it short with those guys, uh, just depending what the mood of the team needs.
0: Hey, David, one other thing about superstitions. Is the number 57 a superstition for you? How did that come about that you wear 57?
1: Um, No, it's not a superstition. 57 was a training camp number and basically still is in a way because uh, they just gave it to me my first year. I came here, I was 19. You just kind of get a jersey for training camp with a number that you don't really choose uh, or at least back in those days you definitely weren't choosing. And uh, once I end up making the team kind of out of, out of nowhere, they they weren't expecting me to be around. Um, I, I just kind of never asked to change. Uh, I thought they would ask me eventually and, and they did maybe, I think it was after a year or maybe a year and a half. They're like, Hey, are you sure you want to keep that number? And I was like, well, <laughs> by now, by now I'm used to it and I like it, but I, I wish you asked me a year ago. So, uh, it's kind of how it turned out, and it's funny. It's interesting because when I was young, like uh, maybe eight, nine years old, there's a year I did play with fifty-seven. So I always fell back to that a little bit and thinking it's a unique number. It's it's kind of it's nice to kind of you go, like I went to several other teams, and and you know you can have that number pretty much if that does happen. And um, I mean now it would be too late to even think of changing. Uh, people kind of know me for that number, and and I do like it now.
2: It's so funny how things like that work out because now fifty-seven is such a part of you. It's your identifier. You're DP fifty-seven. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. No, that, that's exactly it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go uh, against it. And I think there was a year I was, I went to Pittsburgh. There, there was another player on the team that had it. I had to go thirty-nine, which was my junior number, and it just didn't feel right. So um, I'm glad I can, I can have fifty-seven on my back again, and uh, obviously playing for the Blues.
2: We're glad to, David. Well, I wanted to ask you, you're, the team's coming off two tough losses, and when we read things post-game or we listen to Chief talk, it seems like the buzzword in the past few weeks has been fragile. So when you hear your coach describing your team as fragile, how do you receive that?
1: Well, he's right. Like, we, we're we really uh, in tune with our coaching staff. I think they've done an ex- excellent job of uh, always providing us with what we need uh, at all different times and we haven't always responded the right way, but I know they're doing the right, right things. Uh, I think fragile for, for me, it means that we come out with the game with the right mindset with the right attitude. We play the right way in the first period, the last, those last two games and we just don't find a way to sustain it in, in the second period. So we just we just break a little too easily and it's really not um, they prepare us right because we come out the right way. We, we do the things they need to do and we expect obviously the other team to push in the second. We know their coach is probably gonna go in there and either uh, give them trouble a little bit, or the players talk within them themselves. They know they have to be better, and we just gotta find a way to, to meet that and, and hopefully exceed that. And um, our third periods have, have been fine as well. It's just uh, when we when we've had those good starts, we just didn't sustain it, and obviously it's it's not acceptable at this time of the year. But I think that's what he means, and um, it's it's a never-ending process. I brought it up with you before, um, it's always you go back to rank ring the next day and you have to keep working.
0: David Baran is with us on 101 ESPN. David, along those lines, Tyler Bozak said after the game against Arizona, he said it's hard to maintain aggressiveness, and we're sitting there watching on TV. So we're saying, well, why can't you maintain aggressiveness? What makes it difficult to maintain aggressiveness when you have a 2 nothing lead in the second period?
1: I mean, the it does change a little bit as far as you know you're up to goal. There's no point to try and force an extra play to, that's maybe going ger- to generate a, a breakaway or a two-on-one, a scoring chance that k- would come out of nowhere where let's say if you're down 3-1 with five minutes left in the third, you're probably trying to play and see. Uh, you're kind of playing percentages every time you touch the puck. Where where should I put the puck to uh, to make our team better for it? And um, Sometimes it, it makes us... Uh, slowly and slowly, by not putting the pucks necessarily in the right spots, our forecheck is the staple of our team, and if we come off of that just a little bit, it just opens up more space for the other team. And uh, I, I can't know exactly what he's talking about, other than that's what I'm thinking he's talking about. Um, and Again, like the fact that the other team, like I said, are, are going to come out a little bit more hungry, a little bit more pissed off, uh, combined with that, sometimes it, it can really push, push you on your heels, and they find a way to get a goal, a lucky goal, whatever. It changes the whole momentum. So um, it's still a good teams find a way to not let that happen. We, we've done that plenty of times on both sides. Uh, over over my career, I've seen on both sides, and um, it's a it's a fine line. And uh, I know that we can grab it. So.
2: David, not anything will ever be as severe as the bubble was, but this still has been a really weird year for NHL players. You can't really go out whether you're on the road or you're here. You're still having to do testing. The construct of the schedule is different. You have travel. The fan capacity isn't there. I'm I'm not asking for excuses, but I'm just curious if all of those things, the different things that you're dealing with this season, have taken their toll at all with the team.
1: Um, I I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but, yeah, like I think – for me, it has a little bit. Just um, when we get cancellations out of nowhere, and it's, there's been like three different reasons really that that it's happened. So you understand maybe once or twice and we get that COVID, we had to expect something maybe like this would happen. Um, it, it just hasn't happened really because of our team too. So it's it's been a little bit frustrating. If, if it happens to your team, you kind of have to be take a seat back a little bit, understand the situation, um, get the guys that have, possibly COVID or whatever um get them like obviously healed and all that stuff but it has been um a little bit frustrating we were trying to, to to find our our momentum we were starting to get there and then all of a sudden we get more cancellations so um it's a little bit disappointing the Minnesota one the, the one against Colorado I saw there's another uh, player last night from Colorado that might have tested positive and who knows? Like, is the game uh, tomorrow on the line? Still, uh, we don't know. Well, that's something that we we know uh, day by day, hour by hour, just like anyone else, and we got to go with it.
0: David, when you guys are playing your best, you set the tempo, you take the game to the opposition, you maintain puck possession in the offensive zone. Uh, This is an easy question to ask and probably a tough one to answer, but how do you do that? How do you take the game to a team like Colorado tomorrow night if you play them? Because to me, even now, uh, you guys have lost some players, but if, if the Blues set the tempo in the game, they can beat anybody in the league. So
1: how do you do it? That, that that's what I love about our team is we truly have that belief that like we can beat anyone if we do that. And I know it's it's a big if, but at the same time we know it, we've we've just done it time and time again. We've we've shown it even this year. We've shown that we can still do it. And uh, yeah, I mean I think it's it's each individual we got we got to look at each other in the mirror and, and know that what's required of us to to have success as a team as individuals. And maybe you're not a guy that's. Used to putting it deep all the time or maybe you're not a guy that's gonna block a shot but those are all key details at this time of the year that's needed that's required and that's the way for us to to have success we're we're right there we're still in the mix uh, just as much as the arizona coyotes a couple other teams and uh, we we got to find the, the way to do it it's, it's gonna be a, a heck of a feeling going into the playoffs if if we do that um again i think i mentioned it to, to you guys before playing colorado or vegas whoever's has got we would end up playing in the first round. I, I think both those teams, are, they're hoping to get the other matchup. So um, we'll see where it goes. But, uh, again, the belief is still there in the room, and then we got to keep pushing forward.
0: Mr. Perron, it's always great to have your voice, and we always appreciate you uh, stepping up and being with us every week here on 101 ESPN. We can't thank you enough. Go get them tomorrow, and next time we talk, hopefully you have a couple more wins under your belt.
1: Absolutely. Not a problem. Thanks a lot. Thank see you, yeah. David. That's Bye.
0: our friend David
1: Perron
3: on 101 ESPN.